Welcome to the Paranormal Pendle podcast, coming to you from the heart of Pendle Witch Country in the northwest of England. My name is Craig Bryant, author, investigator, and collector of stories. Join me as we take a journey into the paranormal, UFO sightings, cryptozoology, and big cats. This is the Paranormal Pendle podcast. Welcome to episode 29 of Paranormal Pendle, broadcasting to the Paranormal UK radio network at paukradio.com. So my guest today is uh, Paranormal Investigator Chris Whitehouse. Chris, welcome. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Well, thanks for the invite. Much welcome. No problem at all. It's great to have you on. Um, we've been swapping a few emails and you've been uh, giving me some uh, some really interesting stories that I'd love to get into some of your uh, your investigations. Uh, but can we just start off by you sort of giving us a brief uh, bio of yourself and how you got interested in the paranormal in the first place? Yeah, sure. I uh, got into the paranormal at a very young age. I mean, I do remember being at primary school and we're talking about six years old and creating what I called the ghost gang. I got a few people together who were into ghosts like I was and uh, effectively started my first team, you know. So yeah. that's that's how into it I was. Um, I think by then I'd already had a defining experience of my own um, in a bakery where we lived. And from that point on, I, I literally was obsessed um, and that was my defining feature. You don't have much about you at six, but I was into ghosts and monsters. Um, and from then on, I mean, that was what I used to ask for for Christmas books uh, on the paranormal every Christmas, you know, uh, which were very rare in those in those early days. Mm. And then eventually hit 2010 and uh created my first team uh, and then gets us to now really 11 years later we're up to date so who um who was in on, on your first team then pretty much the same people who are on now to be absolutely honest uh, i have a tight a tight-knit community i i was looking on um facebook in those days and local sites local teams around this area, which were doing public investigations, I was sort of meeting other local people and you'd get chatting in the comments, you know, and I'd sort of reach out to the people who were most prevalent and most engaged. I'd say, I'm starting a team. You're not far from me. Do you fancy coming to meet me? I know I'm a stranger, but we'll meet up and chat in a pub, almost like a first date. <laughs> and then, you know, if... Yeah. If, anyway, it was from history from there, really. I met another lad who, who ran a team uh, and uh, we kind of merged. We've just been uh, a unit of, of friends, really, from that, that time on. Yeah. So whereabouts in the UK are you based? Uh, you'd say Bradford, between Bradford and Skipton. OK. So not too far, actually, from, from where I live. No, not at all. So can we um, can we have a, a bit of a chat then about some of the uh, investigations you've done? Um, I mean, there, there are some quite quite local investigations, really, for for both of us, given the the proximity of of where we both live. Um, one of them that you mentioned that I'm really interested in actually is Howarth. 
um, which obviously, if people don't don't know where Howarth is, it's a small village in uh, West Yorkshire, isn't it? And it's yeah. um, fairly close to the town of Keithley. And it's um, very well known for the home of the uh, the Bronte sisters, um, the literary um, uh, sisters who uh, wrote um, a number of uh, well-known books. And I'm suddenly racking my brains. Uh, was it uh, was Pride and Prejudice one of them? And Wuthering Heights and Jane Eyre are the predominant ones. Yeah, yeah. Wuthering Heights, I think, is probably the most famous one, isn't it? So you did an investigation in Howarth. Do you want to tell us a bit about that? Well, I've done several in Howarth, but... Um... The main focus of Howarth would be, as you say, the Brontes, and um, that will take you to Bronte Parsonage. And next to Bronte Parsonage is the old school rooms where the dad, I believe it was, used to teach and the girls went. And also they had um, a son, Bramwell, who was kind of against the sisters. They fell out. Uh, he used to frequent the Black Bull pub. So they've got a haunted pub. And there's a churchyard between all these locations where um, we've investigated a few times with uh, the public. But yeah, so this is a very like local hotspot of a few locations. Um, I think the best place is the old school rooms, which you're no longer allowed to investigate in. The owners won't allow it. But we had our we had our time in the sun there, to be honest, and uh, it always gave good activity. Think of it as like a village hall in a way with the stage at the front. Mm. And I think it was the best evidence I'd seen that I couldn't really um, sceptically counter was mm. in that building when I did a table tipping session. First of all, table tipping, you put your hands lightly on a table and it moves around like a planchette would on a board. Although this was so erratic, this small board, it was literally jumping around all over the place like a, a giddy puppy, mm -hmm. that we decided to pull over um, a very large, maybe, I don't think I'm exaggerating to say it was four or five foot wide and so thick and heavy, it would take a few of you to pull it across the stage. However, when we put our hands on it, it just went like it was on ice. And, and I, I couldn't rationally think of, of how we would do it. I even said to everyone, right, can we just try and move this board by pushing down this, this table, by pushing down on top? Yeah. And we couldn't. We couldn't with our hands were sliding across it. So how then does it glide so easily without without our being able to do it? You know, it was yeah. just a, a wonderful piece of evidence. So was, was there any um, any sort of visual or audio phenomena that you uh, encountered while you were there? You would get the odd odd noises on, uh, I'd use a dictaphone, but of course when you're listening back to a dictaphone it's very difficult to be able to say well that was not one of us. Mm. So yeah I'm, I'm, I'm always one to throw it out um, if, if I'm in if I'm in doubt. So we've had no decent captures there. But everyone who came and the team who've done just team only things, mm. we've always had good Ouija board communication. Okay. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, every night's different. Yeah. But, what what sort of um, communications did you have through the Ouija board then? Can you remember? 
Um, well, yeah, I don't think we had the Brontes themselves, but you'd have locals from from that area mm. uh, coming through, and uh, it's just so it, I go by like the levels of communication. I can't remember any specifics of what they said, but some nights you'll get letters spell out, but they don't really spell anything. Other nights you'll literally be having a spelt out conversation. And then I seem to remember there was talk of um, a zoo being on that location. Okay. And I, and I was like, well, surely not, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then days later, you'd, you'd hear someone say, no, apparently, apparently years and years and years ago, the, the, there was a zoo there and it's things like that you're like oh right well that's mm. of interest yeah because um, they used to keep exotic animals didn't they as um, especially in victorian in victorian times um and if, if i mean they were they were quite a well-off family i believe weren't they so uh, oh. it isn't it isn't beyond the realms of possibility that they did have um some exotic animals as pets maybe possibly yeah. Um, I mean, I know from personal experience, the, the graveyard I actually found um, extremely uh, spooky. Um, and in fact, um, I spent a couple of days at Howarth um, quite a number of years ago now. Um, I actually frequented the two pubs at the top of the the top of the hill, the top of the cobble, cobble street. Yeah. Uh, now I know you mentioned one which was a haunt of, um, of Bramwell. Yeah. Bradwell was a was a character by all accounts, and also he uh, he was an opium addict, I believe, and he used to go into that particular pub to uh, to score his opium. Um, and there is a there's a seat, isn't there, a chair where he apparently used used to sit. That's right. Uh, so um, did you did you pick anything up then in either the pub or in the graveyard? Because I I found both of them to be particularly atmospheric, actually. I. Don't, all I remember of the Black Bull is that I was disappointed. Um, uh, and yet the graveyard, the graveyard I was taken there by one of the lads who uh, I ended up merging with, mm. Cy Booth, and he, he ran a team and he'd take the public up there. Um, and, and you know what? They are creepy, but I would say they were one of the, the, least, the least active places that I've been. Isn't that weird? You know, yeah. they have a great reputation mm. and, and tourists love it, but no, I'd, I'd put them right down the bottom of the pile, to be absolutely honest. Okay, that's interesting. So so what would you put at the top of the pile then? Where's, where do you think's the most oh. active places you've ever been to? That's, that's an easy question, because for 10 years, let's say, we went on doing good investigations and thinking, oh, we've got his handle on this. And then we went to York um, to a place like in the shambles where all the houses lean over each other into the road and they're all misshapen. Uh, there's a and b there. And we spent two nights there. I personally only went on the second night. But um, that just has just changed everything. It's taken everything to a new level. Um, we did a spirit rescue there, meaning that one of the spirits was asking for help because they were being attacked by another spirit who didn't reveal themselves until the second night. But upon doing so, the spirit who was the bully, if you like, has has since been very disagreeable 
<laughs> to us. And um, it was the first time, well, it was an amazing activity for a start. And then it followed us around. We, we came away and that was the first investigation we ever didn't kind of complete. Mm. It was it was threatening to kill us in the sleep and stuff. Okay. Uh, and long story short, we, we left and uh, we went to um, cemeteries sort of asking others, any other spirits what would help us, you know, what what do we do about this this guy when we go back? And the first spirit to come through was him. And he was, you know, swearing at us and threatening us. It's like, how the hell have you come all the way from York back mm. to our home area? And that just opened up the floodgates, really. Everything has been hyper active since since that day. So we're on like a second level of activity now with our eyes open. Like, oh, we didn't know everything there is to know. You know. So so who who was this this spirit then? And and do you think he attached himself to either yourself or or one of your team in order to, to follow you back to to where you lived? Uh it's hard to say whether he attached himself, but he certainly each one of us in the team, he's called Sam. That's all I know, really. Uh don't know a surname. He's he's called Sam and yes, he in a period of two weeks, we all reported activity in our homes. And then later on, Sam would go on to corroborate and tell us before we told him exactly what he did. So that we were like, yeah, that's what I I experienced, you know. So, yes, stalking us in a way and uh, showing power beyond all other, all other spirits. Yeah. Uh, but I, I was Go on, I was going to say, how is he communicating with you? Well, he'll show him. Well, we use a Ouija board. Right. So okay. literally talk to him. Hmm. Um, but in our houses, it's a case of I, I, I'm relatively sceptical. I'm, I'm a believer now, after what I've seen in the past year or two. But um, yeah. I, I, I discount so much, you know. Um, however, even I woke up in the middle of the night and just I've had a feeling that someone's in my room and then like my kids box of toys would go off in my room and um so i'd have these experiences or i'd, I'd go to the loo and back and feel like there's somebody stood centimeters away from my face as i'm walking through the dark mm. and when we'd have a ouija board session sometime after and sam would come through i'd say so was that you and what did you do and he'd, he'd even tell me what i did in response to him being there and we all have these individual times. If you feel a presence, you just get that feeling that, oh, wait a minute, there's someone in this room with me. Or a cold, you know, a cold that's out of the ordinary. Mm. Yes, um, like cold spots. Y- yeah, I mean, it's like, I've heard it said before, it's true, like being stood in, in front of a, a fridge door being open. Yeah. And you just get that real chill. Uh, mm. In your own house, you, that's unusual because you know your own house, you know. Yeah, no, that's that's very true. Um, so, have, have you or any of your team sort of spoken about maybe getting some sort of help to try and rid yourself of this um, this entity? No, because this is why we do it, isn't it? You know, isn't this what you want? Well, it is, but when they when they start following, <laughs> I mean, from from my point of view, when when they start, if something followed me into my house, 
um, and started to physically threaten me, um, I might think uh, slightly different about it. You know, you know, suddenly it's not an investigation as such. It's more, um, it's it's more of a possible danger. Uh, I think most of my team would share that viewpoint. Mm. However, however, I'm I'm not like that. If you go looking for sharks in the sea and a shark comes along, you don't then shoo a shark away. Do you know what I mean? This this Sam. I think all spirits are misunderstood. I don't really believe as such yet in negative people. No one can be black and white, you know? Everyone's got a problem. If, if he's such a bad guy, well, he, to be honest, it's a, bit, it's a bit unfair of me to say because he does seem to like me, whereas <laughs> he hates women and the rest of my team are women. <laughs> so they have got a reason, you know, yeah. I haven't been threatened um, and I must admit that that is quite a relief. But no, if if I was being scratched or harassed in some way, then yes, I I I would don't know how I would handle it. But none of us have been. It's, he's more of a nuisance in a mischievous way. And whenever you take your finger off the glass, he pretty much loses all power. You know, he's only powerful and threatening when we give him the energy. So I will say, everyone take your fingers off the glass. Right now, Sam, do something with this energy that you're so strong with. And he doesn't. So it's like, there you go then. If we don't give you that, you know, how are you going to hurt us if we're not going to allow you to do it? You can't. So this is the sort of conversation we have with him. Yeah. Um, he's, a, he's a dog with a little loud bark. And he does do great things in his house. He can bang on walls, windows, okay. um, and do things like that which is what all I ever asked for. Mm. You know, like, like most people, you're like, well, show me. You know, why would I believe in ghosts until I saw evidence of a ghost? Which is, of course, it's rational. Mm. Um, and that's all I asked for, really. So, Yeah, because I was, I was going to ask you whether or not he was, um, whether there was any, any sort of physical manifestations or whether it was just uh, a sort of feeling that he's around. Because I... I I understand how 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 you perceive you know the feeling that there is something around you because I've been in situations myself where I've had those feelings so I can understand you know where where you're coming from with that um, but you're saying that there's also physical manifestations as well so he's banging on doors and does he move objects does he hide objects that sort of thing yeah yeah in his house um, the the, day, the night be sorry the day before I went. They went on a Friday, I went on a Saturday. And on the Friday, <clears throat> my teammates were messaging me saying, this place is completely different. Um, we've had candle, a candle in a, not a candelabra, but a candlestick mm. sort of move off the table. We've had mm. a guitar on a wall strumming and we've all heard it. So they, they would ask for activity and get it and yeah. be completely shocked. And then... It, you'd have those waves of there's somebody here, but then it's calm. And, you know, I'm thinking, oh, they're probably just overexcited. They're away on holiday in a creepy looking house. You can't deny it. Mm. Having a, a time of their lives. So when I got there, I thought, well, let's just see what happens. But yeah, immediately I was I was taken with the place. And we first met a, a, the lady who we went on to move over called Ursula. And I held my hand out to this spirit and felt 
and this was summer like now, and I felt there's this cold breeze all over my hand, like mm. I was having my hand sh- shook. Um, and I was like, oh, right, well, this that's that's a bit of a first. Mm. I mean, you can always discount that, you know, as a breeze, mm. but it wasn't really logical. It was a nice coincidence. Um, yeah. And then we're starting to do the board and the lights just go out just as soon as we start doing things. And again, you're thinking, well, that's, that's weird, but electricity can go on and off. So I check the electricity and then you sort of asking, well, show yourself now, do something now and bang on the window. Or there's a big noise in the fireplace. And with every, everybody, everybody else seeing, literally seeing a face pop out of the wall or black masses move past them. Mm. It was just like, well, how many coincidences this is a team that have investigated 11 years plus, you know, and aren't phased by things. Mm. And yet all of us were like seeing the most we'd ever seen. Um, so what you mentioned about a face popping out of the wall. I mean, what did it, was it full features or, or was it sort of. Yeah. Lucy saw that. Um, I believe. Um, well, Lucy would be looking in that direction around as we're around the board and I think she's. I think she said a little boy. It's it's on my YouTube channel because actually the, the I recorded the session, um, so my memory might be a little fuzzy. But yeah, I'm sure she said she saw a, a face. The, the, there was one of those fireplaces. What's no longer used? It has like flowers in it. I think yeah. like that. Yeah, but, like the chimney's been blocked up or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but Lucy's Lucy sees quite a lot of faces, and she even. Um, supposedly has seen Sam's face and painted him. He has a, a mask, like a Phantom of the Opera, is half a burnt face. Um, I know that's very... It's like, oh, here we go, that he's disfigured and he's spooky. It just, that's just you know, the way it is. Um, so, yeah, it's Lucy the one who, one who saw him, but, I mean, I, I don't... A lot of the time I'm concentrating on the work, uh, either looking at my equipment or whatever. It's everyone else who's like, who's feeling um, a bit nervous and will be casting their eyes around the room and they'll they'll get the chance to see mm. things, you know what I mean? Do you, um, do you know what, what period um, in history this is from? I'm thinking it was 1800s. Again, I've got my, my full write-ups on the website with the, with the dates and stuff. Um, and, did, and most haunted have just done a dramatization a podcast of of this investigation I'm talking about. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you about that actually um, later on, but you can tell us a bit more about how that collaboration came about, if 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 you don't mind. Well, I I all I did always before I did the YouTube thing did always do write ups. I'd record the record it and get it down, um, the dictation of it, and so because I knew that was such a great investigation anyway, I was really looking forward to writing it out. Mm-hmm. So I'd written it out and I'd messaged Yvette Fielding's Paranormal Activity with Yvette Fielding podcast and saying, oh, this this Sam followed us around from cemetery, from his house to cemeteries and, you know, we didn't, I didn't believe anyone could do that. That was a bit of an eye-opening thing. And I'd also, I'd that got on the programme, but I'd also sort of said, oh, and if you're looking that into, into that further, then here's the write-up link. Heard nothing more of it for a year or whatever. And then just last Monday, I listened to the latest episode and see it's 
and see that it's titled my team name's name. So I'm listing myself like, what? And then, yeah, they've got voice actors in and dramatised it with sound effects. And it's just the first half because it's such a long yeah. session. So this Monday, that'll be the second half of that. So there was no real collaboration other than I'd sent a, my write-up yeah. to an thought. And, uh, yeah, they've, they've put some real, real editing work into it. And it sounds great even listening to it myself. I'm like, that sounds brilliant. Yeah, I'm surprised actually she didn't contact you herself about it. I know. Yeah, I've investigated with her four times, maybe. Okay. Yeah. So where where was that then? Where did you do the investigations with with that? Well, you you can do it with most on experience is the the group as it were formed mm. where the public can pay to investigate all around the country um, and meet the team basically meet the cast. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I did Hack Green Underground Bunker. I did uh, a, mor- a morgue in Liverpool, St. Helens. Oh, where else have I done? I believe that they um, they used to do the uh, the police station and the courts in Accrington. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Have I done Accrington? I can't remember now. Yeah. Uh, Wentworth Woodhouse, I did it did there with them. But yeah, anyway, you, you pay to go, you pay to meet them, and uh, they sign my Ouija board and stuff like that. And I had a good a good conversation with Yvette. Um, so yeah. she always kind of remembers me because I just I hint at what we spoke about, and it was very niche. And so she was like, "Oh yes, I remember you. I remember that conversation." So yeah, I like to think that. She does remember me. <laughs> yeah, well, she's a she's a good uh, a good Lancashire lass, is uh, is Yvette. So yeah. I, I won't have anything bad said against her. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so going back to York then. So was was there any other uh, any other parts of the investigation when you were in York? Did you just do the one location, or or have you done other locations in York? No, this was the first for me. I, I kind of got dragged out of my comfort zone, you know. The, the others will go exploring, but I'm a bit of a... I like to go back home. So they was, they booked to sleep, and I was just going on an evening trip saying, I'm not staying, I'm going back home. I, I, you know, mm. that's just the way I am. And so it, it was, like I say, it was uh, against my normal plans. So I headed home, but the, the difference was everybody else came home with me. They refused to stay the second night. And yeah. I was like, I've never seen any of you like this at all. Um, and in a few weeks, we are going back. We finally got booked to to return to his house where he threatens to suffocate us in his sleep. Uh, and uh, he's gone quiet. As soon as we booked to go back, he's he's been absolutely silent, which is unnerving. Mm. Has he ever sort of given you any indication of why um, he wants to... To harm you, or yeah, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) because when we went to his house the first night, we got to meet Ursula, which was the woman he was persecuting, Mm -hmm. and she was um, like his home help, and he thought he owned her, like he calls her a slave. Um, he raped her. Did they have a child? I'm trying to remember. Basically. She said, there's this, there's this guy, he's horrible, it's the fourth spirit, 
and then they met all three. There's this one mystery spirit who didn't reveal himself until I came. Um, and anyway, so the, what I'm doing is I'm talking to Ursula, she's a lovely woman, and then this mystery character reveals himself to be Sam, and he's the one we should be scared of. And I basically asked Ursula, do you want to leave? And she's like, yeah. And so we essentially passed her over. And then there was one less spirit. I asked the board, you know, how many spirits now? Ursula had gone. And then Sam was just instantly, where is she? What have you done with her? Right. I'm going to kill you all, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. and all the investigations afterwards, like, where's Ursula? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Not with us. Right. So he's he's pretty cheesed off at you guys for moving her on then, obviously. He was, he always said, hunt. I'm hunting her. I'm hunting her and my child, Violet. Right. Yeah. He just And, and I also tried to banish him. I should mention that. Okay. I did try to get rid of him. I tried to get rid of him uh, and it failed. And he was like, no. Okay. Can I can I ask about the mechanics of that then? How how you first of all, how you would move somebody on. So how how you moved Ursula on. Um and secondly, how you tried to, to banish Sam and, and unfortunately failed. What techniques did you use? Yeah. Now I've heard people say they can do this, mediums and such like. I am not a medium. And and so what we did was simply guess, to be absolutely honest, but it's worked in the past. Mm. Um, we essentially say to the spirit, like if I was talking to you, Craig, and you were a spirit, and I'd be saying, right, we're going to move you over, so my team are going to create this loving light in the room. I want to see you, I want you to see a, a doorway opening somewhere in the room, like a bright light. Uh, is, can you see it yet? Can you, you know, can, is there anything there? And the spirit will say yes or no. And then eventually it'll say yes. And I'll say, right, I want you, I want you to see, I would want you to wait here until somebody you know comes through it. And I seem to remember. Do I remember? Anyway, somebody she recognized came through and she told us who it was. And it might have been a dad, might have been a brother, I can't quite remember. But that's what you'll get. You'll get a loved one. She's like, Oh, wonderful, my husband's here. Mm. And I'm like, Well, you take his hand and, and you go through that doorway with him. And now that's all I'm doing. I'm just saying yeah. it, I'm just imagining it. Mm. I'm not. I've not have any skill, any more than anything else. But it's just that another member, side of my, of my team, he's done that in the past, and it worked. And so that's all I'm doing. I'm kind of imagining it, and the board's reacting, saying, "Yeah, it works." But then the second part of the question: How do you get rid of Sam? I had this banishment prayer, and I have no religious, you know, anything religious about me. I started banishing prayer. I thought, well, I'll read this out. Let's see if this works. So in the name of all, it's holy. Da, 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 da. And it were like, no, still here. So it's like, right, well, I don't know what to do. So I'd be like, right, Sam, we need to come to some sort of agreement. I've never, I've never left a spirit on a bad note. Let's come to some agreement. You know, she's gone now. I've moved her over. I don't know where she's gone, but she's gone. You know, you've got to move on with your life. She's dead. You're dead. What's the point in holding on? You know, I'm trying mm. to reason with it. No. Are you gonna are you gonna calm down? No. This is my house. Did you he know he was dead? Did he know he was dead? Yeah. He refuses to move over. I'm like, you can move over. It's like I don't want to. I'm God here. 
I am I am king. And he's just like flexing all the time. Mm. Uh, and I'm like, well, you are. Yeah, you are. You, you're impressing me more than any other spirit, to be absolutely honest. Mm. Um, and I'm like, well, we're just like, we're just, he's not going to move over. We don't have the skills. We're just regular people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't see him with my psychic vision or something, so I'm kind of powerless. If if that is such a thing, I don't yeah. know. So the the technique of of moving moving spirits on sounds very much like when somebody naturally um, passes over, and um, we, you know we. We get people who've had near-death experiences who say there's a bright light and you see relatives and, you know, um, relatives who've, who've passed on and they're waiting for you and you sort of go into this light and, and that's how you pass from, from this existence into the next. So you're sort of basically just coaxing um, the spirit to, to, to do what they would naturally do. And for some reason, they've not been able to do it. Yeah. Yeah, essentially it. Saying, well... All the spirits tell us how it is on, on, you know, you ask about what's the afterlife like, and mm. you know that there's a light, but there's no sun. And like you say, you hear so many accounts of you go down a bright light and, you know, the bright light is to the afterlife. The dark tunnel is back to the this world, this world of pain and the weight of your body, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's just like, channeling what you've heard and saying well supposedly you should see a light and a door and and they're like yeah i do so you're like well good you know <laughs> just uh, take take that door then uh, and then it all goes quiet and you're like that's weird that seems to have worked you know yeah, i suppose it's quite reassuring then really isn't it because <laughs> we're all gonna have to take that journey at some point yeah we have learned so much about the afterlife through through asking spirits and finding that they all agree you know yeah, so 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 like what, for instance? Give us a give us an example of, well, of what you've been told. Reincarnation, that is the the biggest thing they all agree on, uh, and we stumbled upon that more than anything. All spirits tell us that you have seven reincarnations, so that means that you have eight lives on this planet. Yeah. Okay. Um. And it's all a learning process. So on the other side, when you go back to the afterlife, mm. like I'm on the court, we, we call it levels. I'll say what level am I and all the spirits will say six, which meaning I'm on my sixth life. I have two more incarnations on earth, as it were. Um, so I'll ask a spirit, what level are you on? Oh, they might say three, I don't know, whatever. Um, and when you're on that side, you get to choose to come back and take another lesson. Now, you might be a different gender or ethnicity or whatever. Uh, it's all about learning and you to, to evolve to go to the next phase. Um, and apparently, there's no work on that side, but there are things to do. That, you know, it's not like it's, I used to worry that it was just boring and carol singing. And they were like, <laughs> no, there's stuff to do, you know. It's just that, and you can be, you can, a lot of them just, just travel around the earth doing all the, the, you know, they can be in Egypt one minute and back with a family relative the next. It's just different for them and time stands still. Um, and everything sounds great. It's, it's, they call it like a bliss. It's a blissful 
feeling to to be to have that weight of your body lift as they pass over. Um, and they go to this land where there's no sun, it's all light. Um, but so yes, yeah, is, is it a different? No, sorry. Is it is is it a different? Um, level of consciousness or is it a different plane of existence is it a different dimension is it i mean do they call it heaven or do they call it something else if they're religious they call it heaven it's just names isn't it it's just yeah. words um same as jinn and demon it's like the same you know about the same thing mm. um but yeah i was talking to one just the other day um and it agreed that most spirits will tell well, all spirits will tell you hinduism is the closest correct religion, the closest. But he still dis described himself as like Catholic and God. Mm. He, he still had his personal phrasing on that side. So religion is still like a personal choice, but Hinduism is the structure to the nearest religion we, we have, mm. um, which is big on reincarnation. It's, yeah, it's yeah. like you have your mind wiped. Uh, I asked a spirit, um if about my sister's life before this one and it told her her name told her who she was married to she lived in australia and it rang a bell with her you know she's like so weird i, I have this you know i was talking about going to australia the day i really wanted to go and she was called enid you know she was an old lady in australia and it just there's no verifying it of course there isn't mm -hmm. but um it's the fact that all spirits would be like when you get them talking on the same subject they they agree and I'll get, I, won't, I won't put words in their mouth. I'm like, you know, do, mm. do you tell me what it's what it's like? And they'll say, oh, I'm on level six. And my daughter, who I lost, she's done her eight and she's off to what comes after. Now, there's a thing about pure beings of light. Once you've done your eight lessons, I'll call it, you can then qualify for being a being of light. And those beings of light can act as guardians of people on earth like let's what people might think of guardian angels hmm. they come in and watch over us now guardian angels is a whole other other topic but i've heard so many fascinating stories on in time of need these guardian angels turning up yeah. winged, winged and saving them in a crash and all sorts of weird things yeah. but yeah you, the, the people who you think there's somebody watching over me now a lot of the time it can be family members but a lot of the time it's just strangers who are like, I'm going to watch over that person. Think about it. There's no work, but there are things to do. Mm. They hear a lot. They're watching us like we watch telly because it's entertaining, you know. But it's also, we have all the perils, the perils of work and relationships. And once you're not on this plane, all that seems so trivial. Mm. Trivial nonsense we get bogged down with, you know. Um, sorry. So what? Uh, no. So why? No, it's fine. I'm. I'm just really, just really interested in in what you're saying because this is this, this has obviously gone off at a tangent as as to what I was expecting us to talk about. Yeah. Um, I was expecting us to talk about obviously, um, you know, investigations and that sort of thing. But but I am really interested in in the whole, um, I suppose, mysticism really of of what you're talking about, and the fact that you know you mention once you've done because that that was a question i was going to ask ask you what happens after your eighth um reincarnation 
So do you think that there is some uh, some religious aspect to this then? Is, do you think that this is where a lot of um, our religion comes from, from these um, beings of light, um, you know, being looked upon as, as, as angels and, and gods and that sort of thing? Um, well, there is a structure, there's a hierarchy, okay? So what's the other example? I guess... So does God exist? That's that, is, is there a, a, yes. an almighty being? Yes. Okay. There is a God, but there are lesser gods. When we go over there, we don't meet the big man or big, big woman. We meet, like, the lower government, you know? And we did get one of their names through. And it's like, oh, yeah, I, I'm under so-and-so's group. And that's that's my, essentially, demigod. Um, but there's a big thing what comes to a lot. When I, when I ask these questions, well, my team will ask these questions, a lot of the time it'll be like, right, it's enough. We're not even supposed to be telling you this. Mm. You know, there are rules. But, of course, there are rules on Earth, speeding rules, and yet people break them. You know, it's like, there are rules. We're not supposed to come back and tell you the answers because that's a cheating your cheating your exam isn't it yeah you know you could have a kid in in his exam and would you really want to tell him all the answers to the test what is he going to learn then it's like you want to help people mm. but we need to learn we're here to do to do the learning um so there is over there yes there is something beyond like a hierarchy and there is an ultimate power, but it even goes further than that. I've said, is there an afterlife after the afterlife? And they they seem to say, yes, after you've done your eight, your eight lives. It was hinted at, and I haven't had any more information on this yet, it was hinted at that you might even do another eight, another dimension, and then it wouldn't go into it, it just would not tell me. But somewhere else in the the galaxy, I mean, it's a big universe, right? Mm. But, yeah, I, I don't have the answers. I'm only telling you, I don't have the knowledge, you know, I'm just telling you what's been said to me. Yeah, yeah. So are, are, they, are these aliens? Good, are a good aliens? Right. Yeah. That is a good question. I, I don't know. I don't have those answers. Um, I think we have been told aliens exist, but... Aliens, I think about aliens the other day, and it's like, are they just us from the future? That's what I'm getting at, yeah. yeah. You know, they, they come back to watch over us, because who else is going to be interested in us, really? We're, we're big in, into ourselves, aren't we? We're very, you know. Yeah, very much so. So, yeah, <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know the answer to that. Okay. Questions. Yeah, no, that, well, I, I, I have to say that's, that's, been, a, that's been a fascinating discussion that 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 part of, of our chat i didn't expect it to go that way and and you know that's certainly given me a lot to think about and i, I hope you know the listeners have sort of taken a bit of a step back with that one because that, that was quite unexpected can we can we sort of just reel it back a little bit and go back to some of some of your investigations and maybe talk about um you did an investigation at a school didn't you recently called stonyhurst cemetery yeah 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 John, to tell us a bit about that because I've got um, a, a personal link to that. It's for people that don't know, Stonyhurst is a uh, private school. Um, it was a Jesuit 
uh, college. Um, it still is a Catholic college. It's a boarding uh, private school. Uh, and my wife works there as a teacher, so I do have a, a link and I've actually been there myself a number of times and it is a, a fascinating place. It's a wonderful building and they have some amazing uh, artifacts in the um, in the museum that they have there. So so you investigated the um, cemetery. Yeah, we went over and, you know, just respectfully say, look, spirits, we're here to, to talk and check our intentions are true. I know you can read what we what we intend and uh so we sort of made our peace with whoever was there and we had a, a male spirit come through first and he gave us a, the smell of incense we, we sort of thought um and um yeah he ended up being a, a religious man and just a love a lovely guy but then he was like don't don't talk to Paul, and we were like, okay, all right, fair enough. And then another spirit to come through later was Paul. And it's like, well, we've been warned about you, Paul, by by this nice fella. Mm. Um, so I kind of want to do what the nice guy asked, but also I don't know who's really telling the truth, do I? You know, the, you don't. Some spirits can pretend to be nice when they're not so uh yeah um did he did he did he give you any any reason then to be to be wary of him this poll or or did he t give you any sort of indication about who he was or what time period he was from or what he was why he was still hanging around uh no i think i think the the i presume that the priesty guy worked at the school the school yeah. in that area because yeah. he had has that sort of history doesn't it, it does. and I, think, I think he just still loved the place and obviously was turning up he was probably the first on the scene of hey what, what are these guys up to but he was chatty i mean i i recorded it it's on my youtube i i don't take in a lot of the information <laughs> do you know what i mean I'm in, I'm in the moment and then i i, I kind of move on with what was what was said but um I remember he was a, a lovely guy. Um, so again, we we use sorry, we using a Ouija board again then at this yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Ouija board just works the best for us. I've never had a problem with it. Uh, some humans don't like it, but it, it's it's literally a board with some letters what I've wrote on it. Uh, yeah, no, it was it was fine and. It's just, just, it just works really well for us. We have so the communication here was really clear. Um, for whatever reason, I, I don't know whether that is down to the spirits or whether it's literally the people you have around the board, mm. almost like finally tuning in a radio station. You know, some yeah, some yeah. some groups of people just work, mm. and I, I know that particularly when my teammate Lucy's on the board, it's just clear. Mm. Um, so but she's she's quite good at channeling the energy then you think is she? I really believe it. She would be like, Am I? But yes, I, I really do know people who who it just I just I just know that oh they're coming. Okay, good. Yeah. 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 Things will be good. And and uh, did you think that the uh the location has probably got something to do with it as well? I mean I, I don't know. It's a it's a lovely place, although I was sold it. 
as I've been here before, Chris. It gets it gets terrifying. I can't wait to see you scared. And I just got a lovely feeling from it. I, mm. I, I don't know whether we ourselves add to the energies that are there. If you go in and you're scared, I think those energies get ramped up, whereas I'm not scared. And I just want to go out, shake the hands, give them a hug and, mm. you know... <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's an interesting place. I've I've heard sort of little bits and pieces. I mean, I would love to investigate the school. Um, yes, absolutely. But, but I don't think it's ever going to happen because of of you know the um, just 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 the way that the school is 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 set up, the way that it's run. Um, I mean, I've 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 been allowed you know to go inside with uh, with my wife, and and she's taken mm. me on a on a sort of tour of you know of the old part of the school um and i would love i i, I know that, that there are i've heard that, that there is you know certain certain types of activity that have happened at times um and i would love to do an investigation but i don't think it's it's ever going to happen i mean i have talked to a uh, an ex teacher there who was an art teacher um and she she told me some quite interesting you know poltergeist activity um what what other did i mean did did you did you manage to get in contact with any other spirits then apart from from the religious man and and this paul i mean i'm, I'm just interested in this paul i mean did he did he turn out to be a bit of a, a baden or, or or you know did you yeah. find he was, okay? he, was saying, he was saying he was a demon okay he's like i'm a demon you should be scared you know and i was just like no you're not he's doing that six 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 and to be honest, as I mentioned uh, on the investigation, I'm like, why is it when we get demon and 666, we yawn? It, it just keep, brings out that response of, don't be stupid. No, mm. you're not. And in the end, we got a lady spirit. And I said to the lady, oh, that's right, a lovely, another lovely lady. Um, and she was a very protective spirit. And I said, hey, who is, I think she was called Lilith. I said, Lilith, who, who is that demon one? Who is that Paul? And she's like, oh, it's just a seventeen-year-old messing about, you know. Yeah. And it's all, and they always do seem to be the ones that profess to be Satan, always turn to be out, turn out to be some young teenager, like you would imagine. Mm. That's quite sad, then, really, isn't it? That obviously something's happened. They've died very young, and and for some reason they've not been able to pass over. It's it's quite sad, really, isn't it? I don't think that's how it works a lot of the time. We open up a torchlight to the sky, if you if you like, mm. and in their darkness they see this lighthouse and they're like moths to a flame. Okay. They they come to us. They, you know, cemeteries are the least spiritual places you go. Mm. There's, there's, there's no need to be there. They're just, there's just there's bodies there. There's, there's waste material, you know. They could, they are on the other side, and then they see a light switch on, and they can come to us. It's an invitation. That's all I do. I mm. say, hey, anyone fancy coming to, to, towards our white light from their, their blackness? And they can. And the, I don't think there's any spirit that is actually trapped, but I think if they believe they are trapped by religious thoughts such as that i'm not i'm not ready to go over mm. um then that's self-trapping 
And I have to explain to them, you're not trapped. You can go over. Thus, you go over, open the door. There's your family member. Go with them. They, they will take you. And that normally fixes it. We had a place in Haworth and we had a spirit who said he couldn't be, he couldn't pass over because his children were not baptised, his spirit children. And, and we were like, you can, that your spirit children have gone. Mm. You can, you can now, you can, oh, something like, you can go over. And he's like, well, I can't though, because, you know, I don't want to leave my kids. It's like, they're not here. You mm. can go. And, and so... He, he was only trapped because he thought he wasn't allowed over. It's like, just go on it, you know. Have you ever come across a spirit who didn't realise they were dead? Yeah. Uh, yes, we do. Um, sometimes sometimes I've asked the question, I, I'm like, you do know you're dead, right? <laughs> and then it's like, it's oh, it's angry. The glass will go all over. And you're like, whoa, I'm sorry. I, I didn't realise that you literally didn't know. Mm. You know, this is this is not your house anymore. That's why this family is here in your house because you're you you died. You don't obviously don't remember too sudden, mm. and because they'll be like it's 1975 and this is my house. What are you doing in it? I'm like it's not 1975, it's mm. 2020 or whatever. You know. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Again, if their if their mind doesn't understand, then that's what that's what you're up against. Um, and you have to prove to them. You have to show them your date on your phone or a newspaper or something. And and then with a little bit of sympathy towards them, they, they get it, you know, and then they're all right. That must must be quite a shock to the spirit, though. Yeah, like like it, it'd be it'd be like somebody it'd be like you saying to me now, actually, Craig, you're dead. We're yeah. having this conversation now, but you're dead. And you get your angry. You're like, no, yeah, and if everything you see around you is just a figment of, of your imagination, you know, the yeah. people the people that are in your I mean, who knows? You know, I mean we really are going down the rabbit hole now, aren't we? But you know, I mean, you know, everything around me, I mean, I might not actually be here. <laughs> it's, it's a very it's a very big question, isn't it? But um do you yeah, I mean do they, do they get angry then, these spirits, or or do they sort of is it sort of like a dawning realisation that actually they always knew they were dead, they just weren't prepared to accept it? Uh, yes, so some literally do not know, but I find that to be on the low side. Generally speaking, they want acknowledgement. That's, that's, I think spirits are everywhere. They come, they sit and look at you, they go, but, but there's spirits that come to their old house or refuse to leave because... I mean, you hear about it a lot, renovations. Mm. They put all this love into their home. You come in and don't want that wall there, mm. and you knock it down. We had um, I know I went to a house where the window was always opening, and the woman who lived there before had always had the window open. However, she died, and this new family wanted it shut. And so eventually we're getting through with this woman, and it's like, she tells us, I always I always had the window open. Why can't we, you know, why can't we have that window open all the time? That's why I'm opening it. It's like, look, can we do something else? You're dead. It's no longer your house. Can we buy you something to, in your memory? And several times it's been, yes, a vase of flowers. Put it in that window to remember B. Mm. And so... 
that is usually, I mean, yeah, always, apart from Sam, that is always the compromise. What can we do to appease you? Mm. You tell us. We went to some Bradford offices and this Jewish spirit was like, put up a Jewish star, the Star of David. And I'll, and I'll, I'll stop. I'll back off. Mm. Um, and then the, the tenants were sort of like, yeah, we can do that. Absolutely. We'll do that. No problem. Three weeks to a month later, they're ringing me back up. Oh, it's all kicking off down here. So I turn up. Um, and I'm like, did you put that Star of David up? Well, we drew it on a piece of paper and, and hung it up. And then it felt, you know, it fell down. I'm like, no, no, no. You, you did say mm. you would. Do. So it's kind of that. It's like you, flowers, a, 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 a statue, something, a plaque. I don't know. You, you need to do. It's an offering. It's, it's, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah, it's like a sort of something that that can be um, tangible for the spirit to to see. Respect, um, isn't it? It's just respect. Respect, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's really interesting. Have you got any um, any up and coming uh, investigations that that you you're particularly looking forward to? I mean, definitely going back to York, going back to Sam's house is a given. But this Saturday, I'm going back to a cemetery where I saw my first. I mean, I can't hundred percent say it was a spirit, but as far as I'm concerned, it was a, a spirit of some sort. So yeah, going. I'm going back to the cemetery, which is the only place where I've ever felt afraid in my whole eleven years of doing this. So, whereabouts is that? If you can, if you can Bing, Bing, Bingley. Bingley. Okay. Yeah. Um, and why? Why was that a particularly scary place? Well, this is the weird thing. I don't get scared, and yet. When I was there and I'd got the team there, I just had this overwhelming feeling of we should go fight or flight. And it, and it was flight. Mm. And I didn't say anything because I thought, well, I've arranged this. I've got us all here on a Saturday night. Mm. I'm, something, is, something is telling me, Chris, you should all of you not tonight. Get out of here. And... Uh, kept my mouth shut for a while and then eventually again Lucy saw a face over the shoulder of of our medium at the time and then Sam showed up and then Ruth a protective spirit from Ilkley jumped in to say I've got you back from Sam I'm I'm, I'm looking after you and there was Lucy saw like a, a totem pole of faces with wings coming out of it, if you can understand, like heads with wings on. Yeah. And so it was all very weird. People were getting freaked out and fear does spread. But I'm like, you know what? I, I was earlier, I was feeling scared and I felt like we shouldn't be here. And it was all getting quite overwhelming. But I'm the one who takes control. I will not allow fear to spread. You know, when, when the team are getting riled, I'm like, no, come on now. I'm not I'm not having it because we'd all we'd all get scared. Mm. But I'm admitting early, then that I, I got scared earlier for no reason. Um, but I'm OK now. However, 
give it half an hour later, I'm like, that feeling is coming back. There's just this feeling that we need to go now. And I, I turn around and imagine a summer's night like tonight, uh, but I'm literally watching a bit of cloud, uh, a mist. I would also like to describe it as a, a veil, a white, it's a white, flimsy, see-through shape, drift, and I just, I, I'm watching it, I'm watching it go along this open graveyard, and then it goes off behind a tree, and I, my eyes start watering, because that's my fear response, mm. and I'm like, I have just seen something that I don't know what it was, now I don't know whether it was a bad thing or a protective thing, all I can tell you is it, it shouldn't have been there. And I looked right at it. And uh, that was pretty much pretty much the end of the night. We were like, yeah, mm. let's just let's just call it a day. So this particular graveyard has that connection to me. Um, however, I will always enter it with an open mind, but it's it's almost like I'm stepping into a place that could overwhelm me. Mm. You know, one of my investigators says, I'm not going back there again when you ask, and she hasn't yet. And there's only going to be three of us. So if, uh, if anything goes wrong on Saturday, <laughs> which, just, uh, just, well, I don't know. <laughs> just the three of you. Um be interesting to get you back on after you've, uh, after you've been back to um, Sam's yeah. uh, place. I'd love to have you back on, actually, and you can give us an update of... Uh, of what happens when you go back there, and also the the Bingley uh, one as well. I think it'd be interesting to to chat with you about. I believe you're writing a book, or you're thinking of writing a book. I have written a book. I finished it. Uh, oh, okay. Um, and it is on chapter ten of editing with my with my editor, who is my sister. She's doing a wonderful job of making my writing better. Um, What's it called? It's called um, Into the Darkness. And uh, yeah, becoming a, a ghost hunter. And for Halloween, I hope it's going to be on Amazon and Kindle. Yeah, yeah. No, well, that'd be that'd be ideal time to get it to get it on there, wouldn't it? That'd be uh, that'd be brilliant. Where can people get in contact with you um, apart from uh, YouTube? Yeah, we're on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, White House Investigations pretty much will hit us. Um, yeah. Okay. Social media, pretty simple. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. And there's there's plenty of investigations on your YouTube channel if people want to go and uh, have a look at some of the stuff you've been doing. Well, yeah. There's the last few, a couple of years maybe, but in video form. But then on my website, there is nearly all my investigation write-ups that were worthy. Okay. And what's your website? www.whitehouseinvestigations.co.uk. Uh, Okay, brilliant. Well, uh, it's been a pleasure, Chris, and um, a really interesting discussion. Not not your uh, not not your normal run of the mill um, paranormal discussion. I don't think some of the <laughs> some of the subjects that we went down. I, I genuinely did find them really interesting. So, thanks for sharing your experiences with us. And as I said, I'd love to have you back on again. Um, please yeah. please drop me a line when you've when you've done some more investigations, and we'll uh, we'll have part two of the podcast. Um, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm sure that the listeners will uh, as well. And um, I'm looking forward to catching up with you sometime in the future.
thank you for thank you for coming on. Yes, great. Thank you. No worries. Thank you. You can visit my website at www.craigbryant.co.uk. Paranormal Pendle will return, and remember to keep watching the shadows. Mm -hmm.